Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 334, Early Season Tactics, with Eddie Salter. And I am your co-host, and the guy who had two really exciting mornings in the turkey woods saturday and sunday and i'm your co-host and the guy who made a turkey gobble this morning in tennessee all right yeah so we got one prospect on the on the board but they're just not gobbling a whole bunch yet but he, he gobbled pretty good this morning i got a picture of a dead turkey from you so you're way more interesting than i am what happened well not too much detail because we got to have the audio, but, you know, a brief summary. Okay, so there's not going to be any audio. So here's your brief summary. Wow. My buddy Evan from Mississippi came in to hunt with me. So he took me hunting in Mississippi two years ago. It was not COVID year. It was the year before that. And he and I actually doubled in Mississippi. And so I said, I owe you a turkey in Alabama. So for two years, I've been sweating this weekend. 
the weekend that Evan was to come hunt with me. Mm-hmm. Two years, because early season, it's really do or die. I mean, it's either good or it is far from good. And we had a really good hunt Saturday morning. I could have killed a turkey, I don't know, four or five times over. <laughs> Full strut the whole morning long at about... Well, the first time I saw him, he was probably close to 80, 90 yards from me. He was a lot closer to Evan at that point. And then he had three hens with him. He came down the hill with the hens and fed down in the bottom right in front of me while the hens fed. And he showed off for them, drumming, strutting. Great, great show for about 30 minutes in front of me, anywhere from 60 to 40 yards away. Wow. I could have killed him a bunch of times, and he was about 80 yards from Evan. Dang. That's awesome, though. Got to see him breed a hen, and I do believe that's the first time I have seen a Tom breed a hen live and in person. Yeah, that's cool. So, got to watch that. Right there in front of you, too. Yeah, a little turkey porn, and... (laughs) (laughs) Then Sunday morning, we went to a different area, and there were two toms in this area with some hens. We heard the hens calling. Of course, we could hear the toms gobbling. They didn't gobble much, a little bit on the roost. And then when they flew down, silence. But Evan, I said, go sit on that tree right there, and I'm going to get back here behind you, and I'm going to just float call. So I'm back there float calling, making all kind of noise. Not, the birds aren't coming towards me. But what I did say, and Evan was going to do anyway, was I want you to get to that tree right there. But if you can get further, if you can get closer to the turkeys, do that. Well, he kept yeah, working yeah. his way and working his way and working his way towards them. And they were working their way towards him and me. And it happened. He shot. Heck yeah. So I'm going to share this. I don't know. Maybe I should let Evan share it. No, I'm going to share it. So Evan shoots and I don't move. I mean, you've hunted with me. You know, if somebody shoots, I'm sitting still. I don't want any kind of accident to happen. So I'm sitting there and I'm expecting Evan to come be bopping up out of the woods because right after he shot, I heard some flopping. Yeah. And I'm expecting him to come up out of the woods carrying a turkey. Well, I see him stand up. And then he turns and starts walking towards me. I'm thinking, <laughs> this is not good. Not what I wanted to see here. He gets up to the road that I was sitting on the edge of, and no turkey. So he comes over there, and he sits down beside me, and we're talking. He said, I just missed him. And when I shot, he jumped straight up in the air. He came down, and he ran a little bit and stopped. And he was just looking around, standing there looking around. And then he took off running after standing there for a few seconds, and he ran around over this little ridge and around the hill. And I said, you're sure you missed? Yeah, I missed him. I said, well, you know, do we need to go check? I missed him. So I'm, and in my head, I'm thinking, we, we need to go check. Yeah. I mean, even if the bird ran off and stopped and stood there for, you know, one second or 45 seconds and then ran off again, we still have to go look. But I said, where did the hens go? He said, well, the hens went the other way. I said, oh, yeah, let's go kill that turkey. So I said, let's give him a little bit, and then let's walk down the ridge towards him where the hill drops off, and let's call him back in. He said, all right. So we start down there, and we start calling a little bit, and Evan looks at me, and he says, I think we need to be down in that bottom where they were. And I said, you might be right. 
but I think if he's gone around that hill out of the bottom, we need to get closer to where he ran to and just try to call him straight on in to us up on the top of this, well, on on the point of this ridge as it's dropping down the hill. Okay, so we start walking a little bit more, and I looked at him, and I said, you really think we ought to go to that bottom? And he said, yep. And I said, all right. We drop off the side of the hill towards the bottom. And I said, now, where were you sitting? And he's looking around. He said, I was sitting on this pine tree right here. No, let me look. And he looks down the hill, and when he does, we see a turkey flopping down in the bottom. <laughs> and he says, no there he way. is. And so he takes off running down the hill. The turkey was all messed up. I mean, he, he was he was in bad, bad shape. And we got down there and finished him off. But yeah, so the takeaway with all that is, and I've said yep. this before, I'm going to say it today and probably, you know, one or two more times before the end of the season. When you shoot at a turkey, you owe it to the turkey and to yourself to spend some time looking for it. Yeah, and absolutely. Tur turkeys are notorious for when they're wounded and it's not, you know, a, an immediate spine-breaking shot to where they just fold right there on the ground and they take off and they run. They are notorious for getting up underneath something, a mm -hmm. blowdown, even a, a little fold in the creek bank or something like that. They'll get down in that and they'll, they'll hide. So look for stuff like that and look under there and check that really, really well. And, but this turkey, he, he was for all practical purposes, he was dead, but yeah, you know. Well, it, good. Congrats to Evan and, and yeah, awesome man. hunt. I'm glad y'all found him. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. It was it was a good time. So with that Very being good. said, I do have some bad news. What is that? We are forty days, one hour, fifty seven minutes and six seconds away from the hmm. end of spring turkey season in Alabama. Well, to cheer up some of the folks north of you, we're nine days, twelve hours and seventeen minutes from cranking up here in Tennessee. So mm -hmm. I'll be sitting around with my bottom lip poked out still, but in May I'll have the last laugh. Yes, you will. Well, you'll be done the first week of your season, so. Maybe with a gun, but that doesn't mean I'm done. That's true. That's true. <laughs> long as season's open, I'm going to be out there every morning. Gun or no gun. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. Well, yeah, yeah, well, speaking of early season, yeah. which we are definitely in the throes of, the turkeys are very much acting like early early season very we have some great tactics for you guys for early season from none other than mr eddie salter himself the turkey man the turkey so, man we mentioned last week that we introduced eddie and then eddie took off he was gone yeah i mean 100 miles an hour talking turkeys and so this is a great episode great interview with a great guy and what do you say we jump into it and get going yeah let's jump in it eddie before we jump in i will say eddie is kind of a hero of mine when i was growing up watching tapes on turkey hunting that oh after he shot one i mean that was it man yeah that was that was the coolest thing ever so it was really neat for me to get to interview with eddie salter and let's hop in there and let eddie run with it <laughs> <laughs> let's let him run with it man i love it let's do it we'll see you guys on the other side hey everybody Cameron and I are excited to tell you that we have a guest on the show with us today who is probably one of the most loved turkey hunters in the country and somebody that 
has not been on the show in a while. And so, I, don't, I mean, really, I just don't know that the man needs an introduction once I say his name. But we have Eddie Salter on the call with us today. And we're going to talk about some early season tactics. Because, well, Eddie, we know this. And you told me you thought about stopping over there today. But season opened up today in Mississippi. It's been open in Florida for, well, in South Florida for now a couple of weeks. And... Hawaii's rocking and rolling, but it's early, still early. It is, it is, and I've already had the opportunity to go to Florida. But you know, our turkeys—I mean, I mean, they're—I mean, in Florida, they where we were at. Uh, I don't know, just wasn't gobbling real good, and and I think that's the case right here. I you know, I talked to—I was uh, in Kansas City this weekend. I didn't get a chance to, you know, take a kid out hunting and. Uh, but uh, talking to some of my buddies and everything, and uh, we have actually figured out that you know, you know, we we we've been a fanatic on planting food plots uh, in for our deer and everything, but we put a lot of clover in them, and boy, these turkeys just love in clover plots. Mm-hmm. And we go around and check that clover plots out, and we start, you know, it's hard to look for tracks and different things. So we've been putting some cameras on them, and we've had a lot of turkeys showing up, and you start seeing droppings in these clover patches. So basically, what we've actually figured out about the last three years is actually going in and kind of like deer hunting these turkeys. Just go in, we know they're there. And just go in and, you know, basically set some decoys up and, you know, don't do a bunch of aggressive calling. Just, you know, hit hit some long series. I like just, you know, maybe cut a time or two. And then, and just, you know, hit a eight or ten note, ten yep. And then maybe sometimes I'll finish it up with a couple cuts on the end of it. And then I might wait, you know, five, ten minutes sometimes or get me a caller a call that, you know, that's got a lot of volume that I can just, you know, reach out there and touch them, try to, you know, cover as much distance as I can and, and just, and be patient. And basically just last past Monday morning, it was 938 before we killed the, you know, the turkey, that, the first turkey that we didn't kill, but one, but the first turkey that we heard gobble and anything, we actually saw him coming around the edge of the field 100 200 yards off and it was kind of like you know i seen him coming and i just he was coming dead at us and i said well he's already he knows where we at right there and he kind of went behind a some little growed up shrubs and a, a pine tree right there and uh and we were in the edge of a cow pasture and we had our decoy setting up out there kind of to our right and i went ahead and just you know pretty soft to him and all at once, he just blowed up into a strut. Hadn't strutted yet, but just blowed up into a strut. Mm-hmm. And he come out behind that little tree right there that, and, and broke and just come directly to me. And uh, he didn't even he, he didn't even pay the decoys no attention. I mean, he had to see them good. And he he come to my left and he got in there. I knew I had an outdoor rider that was trying to kill a turkey. I knew he could kill him, and so you know I went to call into it. My <laughs> And he gobbled. And I said, yeah, look at there. Finally get the gobble this morning. <laughs> and then uh, I said, well, maybe we can get him to, you know, gobble some more and strut some more. You know, this was going on in my mind. So I I went again, and he, and he gobbled again. And about halfway through that gobble, the outdoor rider shot him and scared me <laughs> to death. I didn't even know he was going to shoot his gun. What, but about two foot from my head you know it was he was on my right 
And uh, so we ran him. Now he won't gobble no more. And he said, "Man, I got so excited I couldn't help it." I said, "Okay." <laughs> but you know, uh, our strategy had just been work. You know, work to a T right there. The guy, you know, he said, "Man, y'all need to." You know, we've been getting a lot of pictures off and on around here. And uh, matter of fact, we had a camera right to the right, right there. And uh, he said, "Man, I think we need to stay out here at least to, you know, eleven o'clock or or something like that." And I said, "Well, hey." We ain't heard a turkey gobble all morning, so you know, it ain't like we hear one gobble and jump up and run over and chase him, so we might as well just sit here. And I think, you know, uh, Mark Brenner, he's uh, right there in Trustville, right there not about far from y'all. That's how he killed. He had a little old 10-year-old boy yesterday morning. I think, you know, he killed him about 9 o'clock. You know, he just sat, mm-hmm. sat around the edge of that clover patch. He was in a blind. Took him a candy bar in there, that little, that little boy, and something to drink, and got real comfortable and, and hung in there with him. Yeah. I don't know what you're seeing around, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida kind of thing, but here it seems like we're a little bit later spring than it was last year. I feel like this time last year there was a lot more leaves already budding on the trees and things like that. It, it seems like they might be a little more behind this year than, than they have been the past couple of years. Absolutely, absolutely, and and normally, though, you know, when them buds start, you know, really coming out good, that's when them old turkeys normally get on fire, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but, you know, I, and another thing, too, if, you know, if, you know, you do get on some turkeys and do hear them gobble, a lot of times I really recommend trying to get as, you know, as close as you possibly can. Uh, you know, as a rule of thumb, you know, you would want to say set up between 150 to 125 yards from them. You know, hey, maybe get on in there, push it a little bit closer. You might, you know, you might spook some of them. But if you push them a little closer and get in there around 80 yards from them, a lot of times they end up this time of the year and they will fly down and they'll work towards you for about 40 yards. And but they're not going to leave them hens much further than that. They're going to turn and go back to them. Yeah. But if he works you into 40 yards, it's you know it's a shame on him because you already. <laughs> You can kill him in, so I've used that strategy a lot, too. Do you call before you go to your final sitting spot, or are you calling from 80 yards from him? I'm saying, like, do you call it 100 yards and then sit down to 80 yards from him? No, I actually try to, basically, I just try to hear him gobble, and I just try to keep easing in there. I really don't want to draw no attention to I do get set up. Then as soon as I get set up, I'll definitely start calling to it. Okay. And, uh, you know, and and a lot of times, especially if he's in a tree, you know, I, I, I think we, as hunters, we really mess up by really over-calling while that turkey's in a tree. I think he'll Absolutely. set up in there and wait on that hen to come to him. He'll sit there when you call, and he'll be, every now and then he may even pick his wing up, wipe the sweat off his head because you call him to him too much. <laughs> and he's waiting on that hen to come to him and you know and nature has it that's that's what's supposed to happen but normally what i'll do is is basically just tree call to him and, and i'll start answering him a lot of times i'll sit him i'll let him set up there you know you think you know go to and you got i'm sure y'all heard me say this a million times but when you first get in on a turkey and set up on a turkey and the first call if he cuts you off right there, I mean, the first time you get a few notes out of your call, you know, he's really telling you he's very killable. And, you know, I tell everybody in my seminars, I said, he's really telling you he wants to ride in that truck with you. 
and if if you do the things you need to do, then you're gonna take him for a ride that morning. And uh, mm-hmm. but what I'm leading up to is, boy, don't that make him both of y'all? I'm gonna ask you, don't it make you feel good when you call to a turkey for the first time? And he does. Don't that make you feel good? Absolutely. And so now what I'm fixing to tell you to do is reverse that role. Let him sit, just set up there and let him gobble. And let him hear a hen call back to him before he gets that last note out. When he gobbles, you sit there with that slate or box call or your mouth call and be ready for him. When he gobbles, you answer him before he gets through gobbling. And I think it makes him feel good. I, I really think when you do that, you start getting in his head. I think, you know, you, you really imprinting on him. Hey, old mama over there, I believe, you know, she might like me pretty good. That old gobbler, he gets, you start working in his head then. And a lot of times that rascal will just pitch down and come. And all I'm doing now is tree calling to him till he pitches out of that tree. And then when I know he's on the ground, a lot of times I'll come in and do a little cackle. To let him know I'm on the ground, and then if you tell him, he, you can tell he's coming a little closer to you. You take him calls and throw him about ten feet away where you can't call no more, and you'll kill a lot more turkeys that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let, let's talk about that scenario a little bit more in depth. So, uh, are you going to tree call to that turkey if he does not have hens with him? If he's by himself, are you going to let him fly on? Yes, fly I on am. Down? No. Okay. No, I'm going to tree call to him if he's right by himself. I mean, you don't know if he's right by himself. You don't know what yeah, he is. Right. You, you may not be hearing him, but, you know, but if him hands are calling, sometimes I will get a little bit more aggressive, and I, I will do a little more cutting while that turkey's on the roost if I know he's got hens calling in there with him because I try to be that aggressive hen. And, uh, but, if, you know, but if I don't hear a bunch of hens calling, basically all I do is just tree call to that turkey. And I may answer him 25 times just just real low right there tree calling to him when he gobbles just answer him when he gobbles answer him and uh you know then after a while i felt like well i he's he knows i'm here now and then i'll you know, i'll take a break on it i think i think he's all alabama turkeys i think you know we can very easily overcall him i really do i think i think and 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 far as me I'm talking more about myself. I know I call too much, but I like to hear them gobble. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, that's just, that's just the, I think the beauty of turkey hunting is making them gobble. I think that's what makes it so exciting. You're right about that. That's what keeps a lot of us going every morning. You're right. If, they, if they're grunted like a deer, I don't know that I'd hunt them. <laughs> I know. You're right. That's right. If they could smell like a deer, boy, we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? Well, we would. You're right about that. Let's talk about this this food plot set up with the decoys a little bit, but I, I want to hear what you got to say. Okay. Well, normally what we'll do is basically, you know, I've already got, especially on these clover plots, I've already got some trail cameras out there, and I've got it figured out basically where I, the turkeys are coming in from. And, uh, you know, and I know, I basically know my inventory. I know how many gobblers I got coming in there. And, you know, I try to get in there basically you know pretty close to where they've been coming in at and i try i try to set that uh, I, I try to set that gobbler out there if it's a big food plot where maybe it, you know he definitely can see it any angle that he comes in there and uh but now we do we do use a lot of blinds and i do build a lot 
you know, you know, I build a lot of blinds. I just take it out of natural. Me and Mark Brenner talked today about a big, he had a big log jam in there and he was going in and going to really brush it in good and get ready for his guys to, you know, come back. You know, he's got some guys coming in hunting with him this weekend and uh, he saw, that's the reason he called me. He said, man, I saw four strutters in that clover patch this morning, you know, with my naked eye. I was just out just checking and listening and, uh, and I happened to walk the corner, and they were over there strutting. And he said, now, they got hens with them. And he said, but I just backed away from it. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll give it a couple of hours. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to, you know, build me a blind in there where we can get in there and do some videoing. And uh, hopefully what he's going to try to do is take two hunters in there with him, and hopefully they can double up. And I, I think that's good. If you got a couple guys, you and your buddy, if y'all want to try to, Especially, you know, look at your cameras. You got multiple turkeys coming in. You know, uh, especially if, if you got four different ones coming in. Uh, you know, because you may shoot them one time, and then you know it may be a week or so before they come back in there, or two weeks before they come back to that food plot, and then they may not. But uh, you know, go ahead and, and try to get you a couple out of it if you can. Yeah. Do you have the GPS coordinates for that food plot where those four toms are coming in? And mind sharing those with me. I'll mute the I'll mute the recording. I, <laughs> I hear you. I wish that. Hey, I wish that. You know, he didn't really tell me right. Well, I know about where they're at, but you know, hey, that's uh, he's excited. I'm telling you, he, you know, oh, uh, awesome. you know, and I think actually uh, he uh, and he he killed a two year old Sunday morning, and then he saw two or three more. So I'm excited to hear that we got a lot of two year olds out there this year. And I mean, that's right around y'all's area up that way. And you know, they actually killed a lot of turkey on. Uh, what was that, Talladega last year around up in there? They killed a mm-hmm. lot of turkey on that, you know, on that state land, didn't they? You know, I haven't seen any of the harvest numbers on any of the WMAs this year. I just have not even looked. But they've they've been, I mean, it seems like the, and I don't, I don't know, I can't say that because, you know, down in the southern part of the state, down near where you are, there's a good number of turkeys. But, you know, I was going to say they're up in the northwest part of the state, there's a ton of turkeys up there right now but oh i you know. think there's way more turkeys up there than there is down here to be honest with you i really yeah. do right now i don't know if it was just you know some good hatches and the weather seemed to be right on key and maybe y'all got less predators or i don't know i don't know what to do but i'm glad to know it that uh you know we got a good you know basically got a good two-year-old crop out there because that's what makes them three and four-year-old turkeys gobble good it's because yeah, of right. two-year-olds out there and that and then you know they, they they don't like for them to be out there. They, they when they gobble, they want to they want to holler right back at them, tell them to look at here now. I'm gonna be right here. I'm gonna be watching over my shoulder for you. So <laughs> you know it'll make them gobble more, and that, and that makes it be more exciting. Yeah. So on your decoy setup and that clover plot, or really any food plot, what are you working with as far as are are you using a feeding hen and a Jake decoy or a couple of hens? What what are you doing? I, what would you you know, I really like, yeah, I really just like a, a kind of like a lookout hen that's kind of a little bit higher profile because sometimes this grass would, you know, be growing good now. And, you know, some of these decoys are so low profile that you can't hardly see them. So I like that lookout where you can really get that head up there. And uh, and I had rather use, uh, basically, I'd just rather use a Jake decoy. You know, and it's it's a bunch of good ones out there, and you know, just get one that I like. You know, we were talking today. I was we were talking about some different decoys, and I said 
I like the Jake decoys. It's got a little bit of white mixed in that red up there. And I don't know if it's because, you know, turkeys can see that white a little better. But, boy, nine times out of ten, they're going to come to that Jake. And uh, they're going to knock him over most of the time. And, uh, you know, if you had to just use one, though, I'd use a Jake if, you know, if I, if I, my budget was tight and I didn't have, a, you know, could, could afford but one decoy, I'd buy that Jake decoy over a hen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. You know, you, you're, uh, most gobblers, even a, a two-year-old are going to, you know, not have an issue confronting a Jake, especially a... That is correct. Jake. That is correct. Yes, sir. That is yeah. correct. Look, yes, sir. So on an opposite spectrum there, if you did not hear any turkeys gobble and you went to running and gunning early season, is there a certain type of habitat you'd be targeting more so than, let's say, late season? That you'd kind of well, most time, working around. Yeah, most of the time. You know, most of the time, if I'm running and gunning, I try to, you know, I try to get on these old back roads or something, and where I can not make a bunch of noise and I can slip around and or fire breaks or you know, edge of a clear cut where they've actually cut the timber and they've got a, you know, a fire break around it. A lot of times, too, if you know, if you're going down through big woods on a road like that, you know, as soon as I see a little bit of turkey scratching, if I can identify that turkeys are being scratching in here, and then I'm basically going to just set up and do some blind calling for probably 20, 25 minutes or so. And a lot of times I like to take a pair of snips and, you know, I'll throw a little, you know, a little small blind. I throw it in front of me that way, you know, if a turkey happens to come up, you know, you can get up, get away with moving your gun a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, in early season, too, a lot of times these little two-year-old turkeys or, or some of these turkeys are it's maybe been beat up. I'm going to say on five setups, let's just as a random, you may get turkeys three out of the five that comes in that never gobble. And that's why I'm recommending taking a pair of snips and, you know, or sticking you a little blind because you might need to adjust your gun a little bit because he ain't letting you know where he's at. And just set up yeah. and be ready, don't you know? Especially if you're sitting on top of some turkey sign, and then if you ain't doing no good after about, you know, basically 25 or 30 minutes, just get up and go again. You may not go but two or 300 yards, and, you know, then you see a little more turkey signs, or you might see a, you know, you might see some tracks in there in that fire lane where they've tried, uh, you know, plied around in fire lanes, and, and there's gobbler tracks, and there's gobbler droppings, or you know, you're going in these food plots that we're talking about, and you see turkey droppings all around. Well, hey, go from, you know, you know, it's probably going to be several, you know, in that area anyhow. If, if it's, you know, been deer hunted, it's going to be from patch to patch to patch. And a lot of times I'll just pop into the patch and set up 25, 30 minutes, and I'll go to the next patch, and I'll just keep moving around. And, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's no fun when they don't gobble. It's a lot more fun but, you know, don't overlook a good crow call or a good owl call to go along there. And I would say get you an old box call. I'm, You know, I make one that's out of aluminum. It's a big old long box that's got a lot of volume. Get you a box that, or get you something that's got a lot of volume that, you know, that you can really reach out there and cover a lot more distance. And a lot of times you can, you know, if you cover more distance, you're going to make more turkeys gobbling and they're going to hear it better. You you have an aluminum box call? I haven't heard of that. I, yeah, I got an aluminum lid. I got one on the box call that, that is unreal. Probably one of the best. You see if I can get up and I'll run it just quick quick like see if i i thought i seen one in here a while ago that a guy had ordered and my son-in-law had put it in here and uh, 
boy, he'd have reached out there. Hopefully, I won't, I won't lose y'all and uh, with this phone service here and, and let you uh, let you hear that box call right there. It's got an aluminum lid on it, and it's a big long box. And uh, hold on, man, we're gonna find one here somewhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna call my wife one right there where y'all can hear. It. And uh, I know I got one right here. Here's one right here. I know I have one here somewhere. Here we go. I want you to listen to this dude here. And when you start hearing that break on there, when you're coming off that real high and you hit that break, most time that old turkey's going to gobble on it. But, uh, but you can hear that from about Evergreen to Birmingham almost. <laughs> it is a screamer. I've I've heard you running those at the show and run one myself at the show. It will reach out and touch them. And, you know, a lot of times, and I'm going to say this right here, and, uh, you know, over the years that I've been hunting and, you know, I, I, I won the world with a mouth call, and, and I felt like, it, you know, I can make, you know, a turkey gobble with a mouth call and some people can't because, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm big winded anyhow. I got a lot of, I got a lot of wind coming out, and, but I'm, I can blow one real loud. And, uh, but I, you know, I've had that call now for about four years and I've been in some areas that, that I, I know there's turkeys there and, and call that mouth call, tried everything in the world and, and then break out that, you know, break out that loud box call and he gobbled down there now it don't mean i kill him every time just because he gobbles but let me say this right here you're not gonna kill one if you don't set up on him and have patience with him but if yeah. you know he's in there your odds are just increase i guarantee you because you're gonna stay in there with him a lot longer yeah. and and i'm, I'm you know night just trying to push that particular box but you know a lot of box calls has got you know just regular wood box call with wood lid on it's got a lot of volume to it and uh in a lot of them too uh especially these two-sided will gobble pretty good and a lot of times i'll shake him old box call and, and make turkeys gobble with it too and and you know and locate them with it and and a lot of times i feel like i've made uh you know i made a lot of old turkeys mad by gobbling and you know and call, hey and guys look I, i'm i'm y'all gonna have to call me i'm gonna talk about it a little bit more later on but i am coming with a new gobble call it's gonna make the hair stand up on your back back there and it is so easy to use and oh, you know mark and we killed that turkey in florida we, we you know we've been gobbling with it and uh mark he swears that he used it yesterday and that's what he said i know that turkeys come in there and said they wasn't gobbling and so I started gobbling with that goblet with that prototype, and and uh, he said, "Boy, they broke and come in there then." So who knows? But anyhow, I'll talk a little bit more about it. I'm really not ready to break it out yet, but I, I'm gonna let y'all hear it for long, and we'll talk about it because uh, I think you're gonna like. I'm in on that. I've been looking for something to to gobble on that I really like, so I'm gonna definitely try that out. Well, it's not hard. You know, that old gobble call, I was with Down and Dirty. They had that old, it was a tube-type wood. Actually, yeah, the Hank. Like a goose call. Man, yeah. I could not make that thing. I was embarrassed. You know, I've been the type guy that felt like I can use any turkey call that's been made. 
And uh, but now I did kill a you know a couple of turkeys with it. I did get decent enough with it, but man, I was really ashamed to use it. You know, but these little young boys, some of them, I mean, was lights out with it. It it would work if you could use it. It was bad to the bone. But I really, I, I was not that good with it. Mm. Yeah, I I've really not had much luck on those as far as a gobble goes. But I I've got one of those, and I think you'll know what i'm talking about when i say it but i've got one of those wolf tube oh yeah red well know. this one here is this one here is based on a red wolf type tube call except it's basically it's it's a lot higher pitch and it's basically trying i'm more i'm going after a jake gobble more than a dominant gobble and okay. I, I think i think we hit it on the head with it i really do i think i think you're going in it in a in a six-year-old can use it so I think that's what makes it so good. Well, then I might barely be able to use it then. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. That's about what my skill level is. About five and a half year old. <laughs> Come on, now. Come so on, now. Let, let's talk about that a little bit, too, since you brought it up. And that's the Jake. So are you, do you use a lot of Jake Yelps, like, early season or, or throughout season at all? And, and if so, are you... I mean, well, let's just go. I'll let you just answer that one first, that question first. I do, and you know, I've been doing it. I've been doing it forever. I mean, I, I've been fortunately the good Lord give me a ability to do it with my natural voice, and and it's real coarse. Sounds like an old coarse dog, but i have killed a lot of turkeys would just be coming in there and they want to know what that jake's doing in there and uh you know and you can get you know you can get some of these old box calls and really drag them like that and really you know i i like to you know you know i can i can jake gobble with a mouth call too i can use it too and uh, but you know i really have been not so aggressive on talking about that a whole lot because it's always stuck in my mind my daddy you know he seen me do it years ago and he said well son you don't need to be promoting that a lot because you may end up getting somebody shot with it so anytime you start trying to gobble either with this new prototype i'm talking about or gobble with a mouth call or if you're lucky enough to gobble with your natural voice just you know just always be careful with it you know because when you start trying to sound like an old turkey gobbler it's some crazy folks out there and uh, i'm telling you what i've heard some crazy stories out there so that's one of the reasons i hadn't talked about it but it is 100 percent deadly let me tell you that yeah what about you know early season there's still some young ish jennies running around you do any kikiing early on well you know as well i i don't do a bunch of kikiing but now I, I have i have uh things like I, you know, when I hunt uh, Rio's out to Texas and Oklahoma and uh, get on into Kansas out there, uh, seems like the adult hens are kiki. I, I end up catching myself kiki and out there, and them turkeys love it out there. I don't do as much of it, and I really don't know why. You know, I, I would think it probably would work. I just don't do as much around here. I kind of let turkeys dictate to me. If I start hearing a lot of turkeys kiki and you know, like, and that's what got me kiki and was out, and I got to hearing them, especially in turkeys in Kansas. Man, that hens were kiki, and you know, and I started keep kiki and yepping, and you know, I started making turkeys, you know, 
come to me and gobble. And seems like when I start doing that, a lot of hens are, are breaking, come to me too. They, them, he's some like them hens like that. And, you know, and I'm just saying that I never have used it that much here. And, you know, and, and it's a good thing you, I mean, a good, you know, something you brought up. It may be something that we might need to go to. It's not going to hurt nothing. I, I, I right. mean, that's something turkeys learn to do when they're little. And uh, they not you're not going to run a gobbler off by kicking, let me say that. And then if it helps, then, hey, go for it. Use it. Yeah. I just, I, I'm like you, you know, in all my years of turkey hunting in Alabama, I have heard that I can recall one hen kikiing in the spring. How about that? Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah, I heard one but now you, spring. That was it. Well, now, if you start hearing it, then I then I, I tell you, I ne- you need to start doing it yourself. Because yeah. I've heard hens, yeah. I've heard whole hens, you know, call crazy ways. I've been listening to turkeys, and they would call all kind of ways. And I would start trying to mimic them hens, and I'd get in that area, and I would do the same thing I heard them hens do. And I've killed turkeys with that same call that them old hens were doing. It's just, a, you know, the gobblers get to hearing that, and, you know, they all about it. You know, I think if you hear it, you do it. I think that's very sound advice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, were you able to get your hands on that gobble call? Do you want to run that for us if you got it? I'll just wait on it. I'll just wait okay. on it. That'd be something that we, we can talk about a little bit. How about that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all for getting you back on. Yeah. All I mean, right. Well, that. And maybe I, maybe I, you know, I'll have uh, I'll have y'all a gobble call. Maybe y'all can use it yourself and, uh, you know, here in a couple, couple three weeks and, you know, maybe go to talking about it and uh, see yeah. if you like it or not. Then that may, that might be some, you know, some good help. Get me boosted, get, get it ready to get it boosted off here next year. That's right. I'm in on that. And would you tell everybody if they do want to get, say, that aluminum box call or, a call from you what's the best way to do that is it your website yeah they can yeah that's a great deal that yeah they can go on there you can just go on there to the turkey man and uh you know eddie salter the turkey man or just put the turkey man and hit a pop up there and nice. i got you know you either way you can get me all right well and you're on social media and everything as well i know you you post some pretty funny memes and stuff on instagram <laughs> Yeah, I actually got Mark's wife, Missy. She actually, she 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 takes care of me on that. She she enjoys doing it. Cause, and the bad thing, it gets me in trouble because somebody come up to me and they say, well, man, you know, wh- wh- what made you want to, you know, show that or talk about that? I don't know when you have a clue what he's saying because sometimes I'm off doing something for a couple of days and I ain't even looked at it myself. So, you know, <laughs> but she's well worth the money that I, you know, that I pay her to help me out with that. So let me say that I, I appreciate her, all her help. And, and that's what it's all about right now is being able to, you know, you know, you know, relate to people in the social media. And I certainly want to thank y'all for having me on there and look yeah. forward to talking to y'all some more guys. Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Eddie. Yes. Always great to have you. Thank you for taking time out and coming on and chatting with us. And, you know, I I told you when I saw you last week that I'd bought several of your diaphragm calls and I've been running those. And I'm, I'm telling you, they're, you make good ones. You, you, make, well, you make diaphragm it. calls that make turkeys gobble. Well, that's great. Yeah, that little black chatter, I'm telling you what, guys, it, 
if y'all listening to it, some of the guys out there just listening to this podcast, Black Chatter, if you get one of them, you'll be got you something that you'll be very proud of. You'll kill some turkeys with it. It's It's got a high-end rasp. It's one of the best cuts that I've ever, and I just stumbled up on it. And, uh, boy, I was just glad I did because I love it. Don't, uh, so just one word to all the listeners, do not buy that call if you're hunting anywhere <laughs> that I'm hunting. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> well, well, thank y'all guys, and I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Good Mr. luck to you all this right. season. Be safe. Yeah. Y'all too, now. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Did you can't we... help but like Eddie Salter, man. I'm telling you. Did we lie to you guys or what? I mean, he was he was on it, on a roll. And then he got to that point and he was like, see you later. <laughs> yeah. He was like, hey, here's everything I know about turkeys. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, that, I'll take it, though. That, he it. was ready to talk. Heck I'll give yeah. him that. Talk about an easy interview. No doubt. He was interviewing himself. I mean, he's like, you know, just changing topics and going with this and that. Hey, I'm down with it. Absolutely. And I'm ready to see his prototype gobble call. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've got to fix mine. I guess the reed in mine is dried out, so I've got to put a new reed in there because I tried to <laughs> I tried to use it for a Jake gobble Sunday morning when when Evan was between me and those turkeys. And the sound that I got out of it for the Jake gobble sounded a lot like this. <laughs> So, but I not did a very impressive gobble. <laughs> I did throw my shoulder out in the process. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. Shaking the crap out of it, huh? Uh, man, that's funny. Yeah. Well, so, and that's I, pretty good. Let me tell you what else I did this weekend. What'd you do? So, you know, Evan was with me and we we Saturday night for dinner I thawed out a deer roast. Used the jacquard on that thing, got it to where it was thin probably half three quarters of an inch thick it'd been soaking in my secret marinade that's really not all that secret marinade for a day i'd seasoned it a little pepper blend and i had some garlic herb goat cheese that i spread on top of it and i took a link and a half of the roasted garlic and rosemary sausage from the real cajun market and i wrapped Oh, that roast with the goat cheese and the oh. sausage inside. Put some mm. toothpicks on that joker, put it on the grill, and we ate like kings. Dude, that sounds, I'm going to have to try that this week. That sounds incredible. It was so good. And I had, oh, about a link and a half left over of the sausage and just cut that up. We had that for an appetizer and Man, I'm telling you, that's just some good stuff. It, it really is. I, you know, I went camping this weekend to hunt in Georgia, and I'll tell you all more about that hunt one day. But I took the bacon and brown sugar smoked sausages with me camping. They're already cooked, so I mean, yep. it was it was awesome. I just took a loaf of bread and those, and I threw them in a skillet and heated them up for about a minute, and that's what I ate both nights I was there. And I mean, it was fabulous that that one was really good but that is that is some good stuff and and for camping purposes i'm gonna be doing that more often just chunking those in my cooler i just chunked them in there frozen and then they thawed out while i was out there hunting they were plenty cold didn't even have to get ice so it was was pretty easy (laughs) yeah man that's that's the way to do it 
if anybody wants some of these sausages, you need to just contact the real Cajun market or Cullen Lord. Cullen is on Instagram as Cullen Lord. Or you can contact the real Cajun market on Facebook or call his wife. And right now, I think that's what he still wants everyone to do is to call Ann, Ann Lord. And her number is 678-471-1150. And I'm telling you guys, you're not going to be disappointed in that. If you place an order, It's you'll be very happy. And doing what Cameron did, it's perfect for that because you don't, Oh, I mean, you can eat it, it cold, awesome. you can eat it hot. It's, yeah, because when I'm on a hunt and camping and stuff, I do like to have some kind of meat, you know. Like, I don't want to just yeah. be eating crackers and peanut butter and stuff like that all day. So throwing that in there, it was, it was really nice. felt like a dang good meal, and it was super easy, hardly any cleanup. So do that. Contact Colin, get you some sausage. I highly suggest any of them, but that bacon and brown sugar one was real good. And yeah. I know that rosemary one Andy had is really good, so indeed get you some of that and you haven't tried the boudin yet have you no I'm, I'm, it's like i'm saving it man i, I don't <laughs> like <laughs> you gotta soon, have some of that soon i'm gonna do the boudin but yeah. we'll make that the favor of the week part one and part two is if you or no or somebody you know shoots at a turkey go look for it yeah that's part two of the favor of the week look for your turkeys it's Think it's happened it. numerous times to me yeah i or I've seen so I've many ducks with. that you shoot at a duck and it looks like nothing happened and he flies 100 yards and then folds dead as a hammer. Yep. They got one pellet in the brain kind of thing. Yep. And that happens all the time with turkeys. So if you shoot at one or your buddy shoots at one or somebody you're talking to says they shot at one, go help him look for that turkey. Go look for your turkey. Go in the general direction he went and think, if I was a wounded turkey, where would I go? And just do that. And you, you might be surprised that you might find him. And do not leave your gun <laughs> Take on the ground gun. or against the tree. Take your gun with you and make sure the gun is loaded. But also, if the turkey, if you see the turkey and the turkey takes off, please, 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 if somebody is with you, make sure you know where that person is before you take a shot at that running turkey. Yeah, every member of the party needs a gun. And I would say the best strategy is stay in a single file line where you can see your hunting partner Yeah. and work the woods that way so that you know where he is, he knows where you are, and there's no mistaking it because if there's a wounded turkey involved, you know, adrenaline's pumping and you're wanting to get another shot at him real bad. So and I understand that, but it's not worth too. shooting it, another hunter. No. I mean, I as much as I hate to wound a turkey and know that I've wounded one and it's run off and probably going to die at the teeth of a coyote or the claws of a bobcat uh oh man uh, the thought of accidentally shooting my hunting buddy yeah nothing worse no but that's the favor of the week get you some sausage find your wounded turkey and andy wrap us up thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we know that you have choices we appreciate you spending your time with us we hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to seeing you again next week Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. 
to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.